Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, December 6, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book, and we are in the forward to the second edition, and we're on page XIX. We'll be reading and commenting on the first paragraph that begins, as we discovered the principles, and ends, make alliances or enter public controversies. Today's readers, and thank you for your service this morning, uh, 12 Steps, Julie G., 12 Traditions, Karen W., readers of the text, Vanessa G., Cigarette F., and Lynn S. Our newcomer greeter is Anne-Marie M., Kathy S. will have announcements, and our second-hour host is Ken W.H., The share IDs for yesterday, Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,907. That's 20907. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,906. That's 20906. Um, And I've been assured that these numbers are correct. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Julie G. to please read the 12 steps. Hi, this is Julie G. I'm a compulsive overeater recovering in Pennsylvania. Here are the 12 steps. One. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, 
promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Julie G. And I will now ask Karen W. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Karen W. from Katy, Texas, compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to be of service, and I pass. Thank you, Karen W. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book in the forward to the second edition on page XIX. We'll be reading and commenting on the first paragraph, 
that begins as we discovered the principles and ends make alliances or enter public controversies. And I will ask Vanessa G. to please begin reading. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for your service. This is Vanessa G. recovered in New Mexico. As we discovered the principles by which the individual alcoholic could live, so we had to evolve principles by which the AA groups and AA as a whole could survive and function effectively. It was thought that no alcoholic man or woman could be excluded from our society, that our leaders might serve but never govern, that each group was to be autonomous, and there was to be no professional class of therapy. There were to be no fees or dues, Our expenses were to be met by our own voluntary contributions. There was to be the least possible organization, even in our service centers. Our public relations were to be based upon attraction rather than promotion. It was decided that all members ought to be anonymous at the level of press, radio, TV, and films. And in no circumstances should we give endorsements, make alliances, or enter public controversies. Um, One of the great blessings that um, I get as a result of being um, volunteering to read um, at this meeting is I often get a deeper and more um, full experience or understanding of the significance um, of the the programs, particularly today, the principles. Um, Alcoholics Anonymous has survived over 88 years now. Um, It doesn't show any um, signs of really slowing down. In fact, I'm sure there's, you know, extra um, groups being formed every day to um, address newly identified addictions or newly identified compulsions. Um, and it works. It really does. And when I think about, um, you know, that we start um, with our traditions with saying that our unity um, is the um, is the, the big deal here, then um, I um, understand that in order to carry this forward, we need to always um, look at our programs. Um, as um, our treasure and to keep it going. So as a result of, you know, as a result of reading this morning, I went back to uh, the appendix one, the AA tradition, and read the long form of the traditions. And I just want to share with you this morning uh, the first couple of sentences um, from that appendix. It says, to those now in its fold, Alcoholics Anonymous has made the difference between misery and sobriety and often the difference between life and death. AA can, of course, mean just as much to uncounted alcoholics not yet reached. Therefore, no society of men and women ever had a more urgent need, and need is italicized, for continuous effectiveness and permanent unity. We alcoholics see that we must work together and hang together, else most of us will finally die alone. The miracle of our traditions, the miracle of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, it's just um, amazing what it's accomplished, and it's amazing how long it's lasted. 
Um, I don't know where they got these principles. Maybe some historian can come on and let us know. But um, what I do know is um, it's kept um, AA, OA safe for me um, for when I came in. Um, and for any alcoholic or compulsive overeater who shows up today, um, we're here. And we're here because of these principles. And uh, the last sentence of that appendix says, to this end, that our great blessings may never spoil us, that we shall forever live in thankful contemplation of him who presides over us all, our ultimate authority. Thank you for letting me share this morning. Um, It's been a great experience for me. Um, to read and get the full impact of the traditions. And I'll pass. Thank thank you, Vanessa G., for getting us started. And although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience as well. So if you shared on Monday or Tuesday on any of the vision meetings, we ask you to hold back. And who would like to uh, comment on what was read this morning? Joanne B. Harlan, Joanne, Linda D. Anybody else? I've got Harlan G., Joanne, don't get your last name, and Linda D. Rick J. Rick J. Okay. Let's go with that. Harlan G., you're up, followed by Joanne. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for your service this morning. Uh, I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. We got here to the traditions because of cautionary tales, personalities who really taught us lessons through their mistakes. In September of 1939, just eight, uh, just uh, months after the big book was printed. The printed was April 10th, but this was September. Hank Parkhurst, who wrote the chapter to employers, Hank Parkhurst, who was influential in the writing and the printing of the big book, was drunk. He was going up and down the eastern seaboard telling people not to send their money into AA, that Bill Wilson was nothing more than a womanizing crook who had cheated him out of the office furniture and was running away with Ruth Hock, which didn't happen. We got here because of Hank Parkhurst. We got here because of a man in Florida, Miami, Florida, who was charging dues to be members of AA. Bill Wilson catches wind of this and writes the man a letter, and the man writes back, you don't understand, Bill. This is Florida. If these people get something for free, they just don't want it. They have to pay for it, and Bill had to straighten him out. We got here because of a man who wrote Bill Wilson a letter that they were starting an AA club, and there were 61 rules as to who could join their club. Bill Wilson wrote him back, famous story, Rule 62, don't, don't take yourself so seriously. We got here because of Irma Lavoni. Now, a lot of you don't know who Irma Lavoni was, but Irma Lavoni was instrumental in our program. She was a prostitute in Los Angeles, California, and she was a very beautiful woman. She was in her late 20s. She lived in Los Angeles, California. 
And the wives of the men who were members of AA at that time in Los Angeles did not want her in those meetings. And so they drafted a guy by the name of Morty Josephson to write her a letter telling her never to come back to the meetings. Bill Wilson's mother had moved to San Diego at that time, and Bill and Lois were about to set out on a train ride to California. He catches wind of this, goes there, and tells Morty Josephson and the guys from Los Angeles, you write Irma Lavoni a letter and demand that she come back, and she would not do it. She died of her own alcoholism. She choked to death on her vomit. Irma Lavoni is instrumental in the history of Tradition Three. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. It doesn't matter that you're a prostitute. It doesn't matter that you're left-handed, right-handed, black, white, green, or yellow. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. So in 1945, you have the beginning of these traditions in the AA grapevine, in 1950, I don't have th I have three minutes, not a special edition. 1950, it passed the traditions at the World Convention, and in 1953 was the first printing of the AA 12 and 12. So these Time. traditions became our rule, thumb rule of law. They're not really laws, but okay. I'm going to leave the thank you for your service. With that, I will pass. Thank you very much. Harlan, thank you so much for giving us all that information. Um, it's appreciated by everyone. Wan, if you'll give me the first initial of your last name, you're up, followed by Linda D. Good morning. Um, this is Joanne B. Um, from Vermont. I'm a recovered compulsive um, overeater. Um, I loved um, that little um, bit of history that. Um, Harlan just shared, I want to say, so interesting. Um, but what I was thinking about today um, after hearing the reading is that, um, you know, attraction rather than promotion. And I used to be very suspicious of anybody who was trying to sell me on something, um, especially like, you know, diet and um, diet fruits and you know, things like that, self-improvement, or it just it just didn't ring true, true for me. I was very suspicious, like, it almost felt like cult-like. Um, and the thing that's wonderful um, about AA, and I'm, I'm um, a member of that group as well, is that um, it's for people who want it, not people who need it. I've heard that many times before. And... Um, I don't think I would have wanted to do this if I had felt some kind of like a hard sell pressure to do it. Um, the attraction rather than promotion means I go to my first meeting um, of OA and I can, um, I immediately felt the hope. I felt hope in my heart, like these people are actually recovered and they're not being paid to do it. I'm not paying them to do it. They're not selling me something. What they have is <clears throat> um, they've conquered their problems, and I, that's what I wanted. So I felt a strong sense of attraction when I came in. And um, <clears throat> it's, you know, you don't have to pay anything. I love that. Um, you know, there's no membership dues. And 
also, you know, we're we're still thriving. AA is still thriving, and OA is thriving, and it's because of these um, the twelve um, principles of of AA, of of AA that were written by Bill W. It's because of that, um, and people are free to come and go, and you want what people have, it's there for you, and it was there for me, and I, now I'm, I'm helping other people um, also conquer their um, compulsive overeating, which is a total gift. So I'm really grateful for this program today. I'm grateful for this um, meeting, and um, that's all I have. I pass. Thank you, Joanne B., and Linda D., you're up, followed by Rick J. Wow, what an electric meeting. My name is Linda D., and boy, am I grateful to be recovered but not cured. I'm here to save my life in OA and AA. Harlan, God bless you. You're something. Um, all the people that died, I don't want to be one of them. I don't want to be one of them, so I'm here. Okay. I'm going to refer to someone uh, earlier in the week who used an expression. She called it, she was a host, and she uh, called addiction, compulsion, um, life-shattering. I don't know about your life, but my life was shattered beyond recognition. And what saved my life was my higher power. I didn't know that. If you stick around long enough, that's what you find out. This whole program is glued together by unconditional love. That means to me, no one is excluded. If you say you're a member, you're a member. You don't have to be good at it. I'm not good at it a lot of the time, but I'm good at it some of the time. I'm not here to critique you. You're not here to critique me. If you want to critique me, text me. Don't do it in public. People's lives are right on the line. I won't accept bullying, and I don't bully. I don't pressure. That's not what it's about. It's about attraction which to me means kindness and love. I'm honest, and I love you. I really do. I wish everyone well. Now, who do you suppose taught me that? You all did. By loving me through your higher power. This is a spiritual program. I didn't know it was. Couldn't have cared less. And look what I discovered. I discovered God. I discovered me. I discovered a whole lot of wonderful things, and I also discovered things that needed to change. So if you want to save your life, get in the boat, because this is the only boat that floats, as corny as that sounds. You are welcome, no matter what. Don't let anybody tell you you're not. I pass. Thank you, Linda D. And Rick J., please share with us. Uh, good morning, everybody, and thanks so much for your service. Um, 
Yeah, I'm Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, like Linda, definitely not cured. And uh, loved hearing, uh, you know, the history <laughs> from Harlan. Um, and I have to say, you know, right now, I'm so grateful for these traditions because it's ensuring that this meeting is is still here, you know, and this meeting, like other meetings, are are saving my life. But I love that, uh, you know, Tradition 5 is, is so strong and bright and beautiful in this group. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, you know, and uh, you know, and I, I still suffer. I'm, I'm so grateful to have, um, you know, recovery. And I've had a long journey, you know, 25 years uh, in and out. And, uh, you know, back in uh, end of July, you know, I reset my abstinence date uh, because my food plan, I'd gotten away from it a little bit, and just wasn't feeling honest. And, you know, and I'm I'm just so grateful that, you know, all I have to do is say, yeah, I'm I'm one of you guys, and, and nobody can kick me out. <laughs> the one right thing I did, you know, is to keep coming back here. That's the one right thing that I did. I kept coming back, and thank God I had a place to come back to. Yeah, so, you know, the 12 steps, you know, it's how it works. The 12 traditions, it's why it works. And, uh, you know, I'm just very grateful that um, to be here with all of you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Rick J. And we are on uh, page XIX in the forward to the second edition. We're reading and commenting on the first paragraph that begins as we discovered the principles and ends make alliances or enter public controversies. Who would who else would like to share this morning? Who and W? Did you say Lou Ann? Sue Ann. S. Oh, Sue Ann. Thank you. Alec B. Thank you, from Alec. St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Rita from Florida. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Let's try that one more time. Natalie S. Natalie. Susan G. Susan G. Thank you. There was somebody from Cynthia Florida. C. Cynthia C. from Florida. Great, Cynthia. Thank you. Jennifer Did you say Nancy L.? Yes, please. Okay, and one other. Somebody I missed. Jennifer W. Washington. Jennifer. Good. Let's stop there. Jennifer W. Okay. Y'all correct me if I got your initials wrong. I have... Uh, Thing. Well, I have Sue Ann, Alec B, Natalie S, Susan G, Cynthia C, Nancy L, and Jennifer W. Um, Sue Ann, I think she said, Sue Ann, you are up, followed by Alec B. Good morning, and thank you for your service. This is Sue Ann W from Pennsylvania. The thing that stuck out in me in this paragraph is that the statement, there was to be no professional class of therapy. I never heard that before. I love the way every time I read this, there's more information that I that I never saw. Um, I realize that I'm never going to know everything, but um, I just 
I just really love that it says that because, you know, I I just realized, I didn't realize that that was in there. And also this thing I love is it says there's supposed to be less the least possible organization. That seems counterintuitive to me because I'm all about organization. <laughs> but it's it's really true and it's there in black and white. The least possible organization. Keep it simple. Um and that's what I wanted to share today. Thank you for listening. Everybody have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sue Ann W. And Alec B., you're up, followed by Natalie S. Hi, this is Alec B. Can I be heard? You can. Oh, fantastic. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I was just struck in this paragraph. Uh, this is Alec B. from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, a compulsive overeater and restrictor. Uh, recovered uh, for today. Thanks, thanks be to God and, and to this program and, and to everybody uh, on this line and, and to those I'm accompanying as well. Um, yeah, so I, I'm really moved just by sort of the simple, you know, we're getting a lot of logistics in these sections. Um, but in the, those logistical and historical realities, there's just so much power, right? These principles by which an individual could live and then how how AA and, and, and our community can survive and function effectively. And it just brings me back, right, to that first step, that when I was in this disease, I couldn't function. I couldn't competent in work or my relationships, whatever. But was it effective? Was I being able to, to serve? Was I being able to... to uh, to attract anyone even to me as a person, let alone to to, to a program of healing. Um, and I think with such gratitude that, yes, right, this program brought me to a place where not only I could live and survive and function, but I could then serve. Um, and that's why I'm here, right? That's why I'm here on this planet, right, called, created to to love, to reverence, to serve others and God. Um yeah, and, and I'm in a very bu- I'm, a, I'm a student, and so I'm in a very busy, busy time of my life at this moment with many papers and works and projects. And yet, uh, the time for program always comes up. God always makes the time if my intention is there. And so even here, I'm, I'm I was working on on a project and a paper, and then the call happens, and here I am because this matters more. Because without this, without coming in and putting God first and surrendering to this program, I'd be right back where I was, where finals exams sent me into binge and into those things. Not because of the circumstances. Circumstances can't cause relapse. But because I I wasn't at a place where I could surrender to God. And that ended up hurting me even more. And so, yeah, I give the time uh, to the steps, to this work, to the meetings, because here is where I as an individual can live can survive, can function, and that we as a community can serve together to help others and to find our purpose in life, which is to love and to know ourselves as loved. Because we were attracted here too. We're all here because we were attracted to this. And what what attracted us? Freedom, love, and life. And so may we all go forth into these next few weeks of, of darkness before new light and come to see the new life offered us uh, by this program. And so with that, I'm so grateful because you all uh, made it so attractive to me that it gave me the courage 
uh, to surrender to this and to live in a new way, finally functioning effectively so as to serve others. So with that, I pass Alec B. from St. Louis. Thank you, Alec B. And Natalie S., you're up, followed by Susan G. Hi, thanks. Yep, this is Natalie S. Um, recovering compulsive eater, compulsive <laughs> overeater, restrictor, exerciser. And um, I'm currently in Indiana. And I've been in the program just about a year. I don't exactly remember the date. Um, I didn't even know what I wanted when I came up um, and was introduced to this by a friend of mine who had experienced this in AA. And um, I, I'd like to take the broader view of, of what I love about the traditions and the steps. And, and what that is, is when everything was stripped away from me and continues to face me, I was welcomed here. And I was told this phrase that is just so pivotal in in the instance of being, of living chaotic and not knowing what's next and feeling hopeless. And that is welcome home. And so when I hear anything about the tradition and the steps, I think, wow, this is my framework for how I want to be because of the example of the people in here. And we talk, um, I learned that going through the steps, we create these ideals, who we want to be, who we see God wants us to be in terms of our relationships, our work life, who we are as people, the principles that will guide us. And the steps help me identify that. I want to be forgiving. I want to be loving. I want to be concerned about others. I want to be serving. And all those things I can't do when my mind is focused, as a dear friend of mine used to say, on navel-gazing. If I'm looking down only at myself, I can't see anything or anyone outside of me. And when I come home to all of you and different meetings and all across the country, um, my God is giving me relationships and um, love and kindness it brings me to tears over the last year, and I'm so grateful. But um, these are the traditions that we follow as a family when we're at home and we try to practice them when we're out. And for me, that means I can show up however I am in whatever circumstance I am. And, you know, it's not ideal, but I'm still welcome. And so um, I guess I just want to end with that and say thank you and welcome to anybody who feels so in the pit of a well like I did about a year ago at this time but just be gentle and kind to yourself and do what you can and let this group and others just love you back to hell so with that I'll pass thank you thank you Natalie F and Susan G you're up followed by Cynthia C Good morning. This is Susan G. I'm in Tennessee. And uh, thank you for your service, Team Wednesday, and uh, grateful to be here. Uh, yes, yeah, so this, this reading of the traditions or about the traditions, 
really teaches me how to live, you know, and further someone said thrive. Um, and, you know, in kindergarten, there was this thing on the report cards, does not play well with others. And I had that checked, I mean, multiple times throughout my life. Just just couldn't figure out how to play well with others. Um, and uh, one thing I've learned since being in OA is that these traditions, they remove my prejudices as I grow. And I'm a different person than I was in 2005 when I first came to OA. Had ups and downs, made a lot of mistakes. But I continue to learn that because of all this work early on, especially from Bill, as we learned from Harlan G. today, that recovery is available to me, not just accessible. Accessible means that I might have to take some work to find it, to get to the resources. Available means that it's right there. And I'm just so grateful. A vision for you is just right here for me today and for you today because uh, because of, of the traditions I'm able and you're able to have available a recovery of how to live well today. I may fall short from that goal, but I'm learning. And I'm, I'm learning when I show up, uh, shut up, listen, and then take advantage of all that you are teaching me through our study together. So that's all I have today. I'm really grateful. Thank you for letting me share today. I'll pass. Thank you, Susan G. And Cynthia C., you're up, followed by Nancy L. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Lisa, for your service and everyone else who makes this meeting possible, as well as those who have shared. Um, yeah, this this reading um, really stood out for me today. Um, and... Um, evolving the principles by which AA groups as a whole could survive and function effectively. I, most of my life, I barely survived and functioning effectively, no, um, especially with others. And that's what this, you know, tells us that the principle of um, personalities, or principles before personalities, that, that saying um, means that I have to, look at the principle, which is our unity. Like, how does God want me to show up in life today instead of, you know, what, how, what God can give me and show me in my life? Um, you know, that we all have a common problem and a common solution, and that solution is, is finding our higher power or having a relationship with our higher power, and that this work and the unity and the tradition of you know, um, coming together as one doesn't mean that we can't have different viewpoints on things. We absolutely can. And, you know, it's a cautionary tale, too. As, as Harlan had said, I'd never heard that story about the um, Irma, um, but she died because she wasn't let into this program. And I'm so grateful that that doesn't happen today because this program has saved my life and continues to save my life and continues to save others. And it gives us so much hope to be able to help others where that's not what, how I lived before. It was about what was in it for me. Um, so 
this paragraph is so important, um, you know, that public relations would be based upon attraction rather than promotion. Like, I don't, you don't sell me as a guide or a leader. This program doesn't sell me anything. It doesn't say I have to, I have to do this. I, all I have to do is have a desire to stop eating compulsively and know that I can belong. And what a gift that is. So I'm um, very grateful to be here, and thank you for everybody. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Cynthia C. And Nancy L., you're up, followed by Jennifer W. Thank you very much. Thank you, Team Wednesday, and welcome newcomers. I'm Nancy L., recovered in Arizona. And, um, you know, for me, I, I hear a lot of people on the meetings say that they were in and out of OA for many, many years, and then um, then they came to believe, and they came to, and they got recovered. And I spent my 30 years in the pay and way. Um, I didn't want to go to any meetings that didn't have a cash register or a scale, because I meant business, don't you know? I'm going to pay my money. I'm going to get on that scale. In those days, um, the leader would stand up with a poster-sized picture on a easel behind her of her before picture, and there she stood every week, thin, beautiful, gorgeous hair, gorgeous clothes, and that's that was the promotion I needed. I needed, I it, I was attracted, and I loved the promotion, and I was going to get what she got every year, in and out, in and out, just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Finally, I believe my higher power brought me to OA, and I'm so glad OA was there. By the time I walked in, I was spent. I was just absolutely way overweight and broke. I had spent so much money all those years. I mean, I could have probably bought a car. Anyway, I'm so grateful because what I found here was the truth. Where I was those 30 years, there was nothing spiritual about that program. It was, and it works for many, but not for me. I did. I need a spiritual way, spiritual way out, and um, you know, I just, um, I just had. It was what it was. But I'm grateful now for my recovery. Very, very grateful. I'm a sponsor now, and um, with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy L. and Jennifer W. Please share with us. I'm Jennifer, compulsive overeater and sugar addict in Washington. And um, the traditions are really important to me because they're what keep a meeting an emotionally safe place for me to to grow and to heal. And um, also you know, they provide a level of respect to everyone in the group. If I'm um, if I'm sharing and someone cuts me off and yells over me or tells me, you know, why what I'm sharing is wrong, that's not emotionally safe. And um and I guess, you know, um in a lot of homes, a parent is the leader and, you know, the biggest person 
gets their way or the loudest person gets their way and the child has to be silent because you know that's how they keep a roof over their head they can't go get a job um but um anyway i've I've done about five years ago, I did a tradition study and then I went to a workshop and and a couple did a tradition study as it pertained to relationships and they did it based on this one couple that I think is fairly famous that does um, tradition studies for relationships. And so I was doing that and around the same time, um, my son and I were getting into a lot of things. He was entering puberty and I was entering perimenopause and we were really getting into it. And one day it got physical and I scared the crap out of myself and went to a therapist to get help. And um, some of the things she taught me for our family was to start family meetings. And it was very similar to what the traditions teach me that, you know, each person has a part one week one of my kids can take the meeting minutes. Another week it rotates. One person's the leader every week. And we make decisions where everyone gets a voice in the family, not just me. And um, she said, you know, started around something fun. So we were taking a trip to Disneyland and we decided to start our meetings around planning that and deciding, you know, how to attack it, you know, which park to go to first and what rides to go to and you know it's really helped um me have a better relationship with my kids and for my kids to feel more part of my family and um in our home so thank you i'll pass thank you jennifer w and we are on page xix in the forward to the second edition we are have read and are commenting on the first paragraph that begins as we discover the principles and ends or enter public controversies. We have time for probably three more shares. Who else would like to share? Chris M. New York. Okay, Chris M. Was that Rivka? Yeah. Okay, Rivka, and then there was one other person? Hillary B. Hillary. California. Okay, let's go with those three. I have Chris M., Rifka R., and Hillary B. Chris M., you're up, followed by Rifka. Good morning. Thank you. This is Chris M., with, um, as in Mary, from New York, a grateful, and I can say today, recovering compulsive eater. Um, when I came into the program in 1986, I was a young 23-year-old, and I was challenged pretty early on in the program to abide by the principles and the traditions. I had I was in the I was in the rooms and one night a young woman came in who was about three years ahead of me in high school and she was there with I believe her brother and sister in law for support. And this girl was one of the most popular, pretty girls in the school, smart, you know, one of those girls that you really looked up to, you know, as a, maybe as I think I was a freshman and she was a senior. And, you know, the girl, she hung out with all the other pretty girls and she was on the, she was a cheerleader and, you know, that girl. And she was there with a raging eating disorder, anorexia and bulimia. And I sat there 
and, you know, my first thought was, oh, my God, I have to go home and tell my best friend about this girl that just walked into the rooms and how we thought she was this perfect girl and she's been suffering. And right away, like, just like God spoke to me and said, no, you don't do that anymore. Excuse me. <clears throat> you don't do that anymore, Chris. You're, this is serious stuff. You, you are committed to this program and you're committed to these traditions and principles. And it just struck me, like, I was still young, you know, I was young and immature. I was, I was married with a child, but, you know, I was young. And it just, it changed me. At that moment, I really became on the path to being a grown-up. Um, and I was so happy with myself and that, I had been kind of infused with this new way of thinking and acting and behaving that was so foreign to me. And I learned, you know, through this program how to um, carry those traditions and principles to my life. You know, I'm not, I believe me, did not do great in all areas, but I never, ever divulged this girl's um, name or her problem to anybody that I knew. And um, that was really very new to me. And so this program really is teaching me now, you know, 37 years later, still teaching me how to um, behave in the world through practice of good behavior in this program. Um, I'm grateful, so grateful for that. And, um, you know, it's just amazing because man usually messes up a whole bunch of stuff, um, you know, with our greedy, um, just our human traits. You know, we have free will and we can do what Time. we want. Thank you. But this program reigns me in and I'm so grateful for it. Thank you for letting me share. I passed. Thank you, Chris M. And Rifka R., you're up, followed by Hillary B. Hi, good morning. Uh, it's Rifka R., gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater in, in Baltimore. Um, I'm so moved by the shares today. I just, I wasn't even going to share, but like, I'm. thank you, everybody. It, I'm, I'm just so moved. And um, it, that first line when it says, as we discovered the principles by which the individual alcoholic could live, so we had to evolve principles by which the AA groups and AA as a whole could survive and function effectively. I am just—it struck me. I'm so blown away by the ability to see a problem and figure out the principle that would solve that problem. Um, like I, I only know how to to live by my emotions and feelings and and self-centeredness and, of course, my compulsion to eat and be right and be a victim. And, like, even though I wanted to be a good person, like, it, this is a whole new experience to realize that to survive and function effectively, my life has to be based on principles, um, the spiritual principles of right living. And I, I, that's just, like, that blows my mind. And I, I can only do that when... This is going to be a little play on words, but when it says, you know, God is the principal and I am his agent, like, um, I know principal there is P-A-L and this is principal's P-L-E, but it's it sounds the same and it's it's the same for me that, 
you know, um, God is the principle and the principle by which I have to live my life. And that's, I'm just so grateful that I can, you know, be in a, um, have that be the guiding force in my life today, along with these principles to live by that help me live effectively. And um, anyway, with that, I pass. And thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Rivka R. And Hillary B., please share with us. Hillary, press star one. We can't hear you. I can't believe I did that. Thank you so much. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so um, I really appreciate all the sharing on the traditions. I'm Hillary, compulsive overeater, um, recovered for today. And um, the traditions always bored me to death. I've never, you know, I've never emotionally connected with the traditions. And um, and I'm really grateful that because of the traditions, I can share in this meeting, even if I'm not the greatest sharer on traditions or anything else. I don't have to be good at sharing to be able to share. That's a gift of the traditions. Uh, and I've never been kicked out of a meeting because I'm not, losing weight or I'm not uh, abstaining and everything Harlan shared about the history of a woman who was a prostitute and what happened to her and that can't happen today because of the traditions so they are very powerful and I appreciate learning from all of you and your sharing about all the amazing things that the traditions work uh, the traditions do for our program and for us personally, the freedom and the respect and the being able to come back as imperfect as we are and that all that's necessary is a desire to stop eating uh, for membership. Uh, even though that's not going to bring me the, a recovery, the recovery is going to keep me able to, it's going to enable me to keep coming to the meetings and learning and learning until I am desperate enough. And so um, thank you all so much for educating me and for helping me find uh, new meaning and new power in the traditions so that when people read the traditions, I don't have to tune out. I'm embarrassed to say that I do that. But I've learned that if I say embarrassing things when I share them, it helps take the power out of them and it helps me uh, feel more a part of because... You don't kick me out of the meeting when I say things like that. So um, thank you all. Have a wonderful day. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Hillary B. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, December 6, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,909. That's 20909. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Sigrid F., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. It would be my pleasure. This is Sigrid F., recovered in South Florida. 
Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own health is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until 